One billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. I'm Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thanks for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. Those that listen to the Song of the Stones seem very keen on bringing others into their fold. But our sonic adventurers feel a bit more information is needed before finding their way into the beanstalk. Inspiration is discussed, profits are declared, and doors are opened. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallrin, and Jory complete the imprinted echoes of the stones. Yes, Mac is listening and nodding and smiling and, and looking to all of you as though, yes, don't you don't you hear the word? Don't you aren't you believing in what Zarian has to say? Isn't you know regarding him in very great reverence? <laughs> uh, hey, Mac. Yeah. Um, how, how did the names come about? How did you know that that was what they were called? So, the different stones... Yes. They've reacted to different things over time. I, mm. The names, I'll admit, are things that we've given them. But they all have moved in different ways at different times that we know what they are connected with. I hmm. see. And what is it that they're connected with, then? Fortune, order, knowledge, obscurity, okay. and mercy. So, if um, how do you know that they're connected? Does... If something happens, like we just saw one move. Have you ever talked to a fortune teller before? Yes. It's like that. They need to be interpreted. They need to be understood. And over time, people have learned to understand them. Yes, that's right. Zarian being one of our greatest prophets. I see. Yes, excellent. Great. Good. It makes perfect sense to me. Would you like to join? Uh, We're wow. always looking for more people to be a part of this. And if, you, if it makes such perfect sense to you, you would be a, a great addition. I think I need a little bit more time to kind of absorb and really feel it down to my bones. I understand, but I have full faith that you will eventually join us. Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I do as well. You would look lovely in yellow. I think I would too. <laughs> but, more absorption first. What about the rest of you? I'm not really a religious type, but uh, I'll, I'll keep it in mind. I hope you do, and even if it's not something that you fall full-heartedly into, I hope that you will understand the grandeur of the stones and the beanstalk as a whole. Uh, look, that, that is not lost on me, I promise you that. It's hard not to embrace the grandeur of the whole thing. I already feel like I'm weirdly part of it for some reason. That's something that's already just taking a seat in your soul, I can tell. It must be. You're right. The power that remains here is astonishing, and I'm glad that it's touched you so. Thank you. I very much appreciate the connection. <laughs> what about you, Molly? Do you feel the pull of the stones? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. I feel something. 
<laughs> it is difficult to interpret. Perhaps we'll come back another time. Well, we'll be here. Any any time that you wish to come back to the beanstalk and to regard the stones, there will be someone here to help you out. Thank you. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I must warn you, though, there are a number of other, uh, as Zarian puts it, false prophets around. Ah, yes. The other groups that there? seem to circle here. They think this thing simply a technological marvel, but they don't understand the full truth. Where are these groups? Because <laughs> we would like to have some words with them, I think. Jory, crusader for religious Normally justice. I would have you roll something to, like, <laughs> deceive this person, but I have really painted Mac as kind of a wholehearted, gullible person. Yeah, I don't think this like, is gonna... Like, I feel all like heart, no brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Head empty, no thoughts, only stones. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, all stones. <laughs> Great googly moogly. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, there's the group of Vargelin that seem to just be poking and prodding at things constantly. I see. Uh, but then there's a group of, I'm sure you've seen them in, in the brown shirts around. Mm, mm. Uh, they consider themselves artists of some sort. Ah, do they just um, interpret visually what they're seeing? I don't think they're doing any sort of interpretation at all. Ah, so they went to art honest. school. <laughs> Is there a school for that? I don't think so. Not really. Perhaps in the steadfast. I see. Um, <laughs> one last question, if I might. Of course. As we're on our Anything way. Anything I can answer for you. Okay, so you've got the stones, yeah? Right. Okay. What's the um, big uh, stock, then? The house? For the stones? No, for the beings that the stones represent. I see. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. So there are five beings. Ah, yes. Not beings, but beings. I live within the... Look, they sound very similar. I'm not faulting you for that. You are correct. <laughs> there are five beings that live within the beanstalk. I see. And the stones are their physical manifestation to right. our part of the world. I see. Okay. And they move them around as their willed sides. Interesting. Okay. In order to communicate with us. I love it. That's it's marvelous. Isn't it's marvelous. it? It is, yes. You really should... Go through our initiation process. I think it would be absolutely stunning for you. I, <laughs> I don't disagree. Everything about this seems very stunning, and I, I feel like uh, yes, like I've been connected with it for quite a while. Well, I really, strangely. I really do look forward to having you as a part of our group, and uh, I, I know that you'll, you'll take some time to think about it. But I know that you'll come back around. Oh, Jory will think about it deeply, and at length. It feels deep inside, like I've been thinking about it for a while. I have to get back to uh, the group, but uh, if you have any other questions, I will be around. Great. Excellent. Ooh. Ooh. And y'all walk away. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jory, what the heck? <laughs> you do look a little manic, perhaps? I don't know what came over me. <laughs> I Look, I know I haven't known you for all that long, but I have no idea where that came from. You know what? I think I knew. I must have known somebody like that a while ago. And it, you know, if you push against, you get nothing. And it's it's like it's like when you take baking soda and water. If you push on it real hard, then nothing happens. But if you, I, you know what? Are you talking know. about like the oobleck that we found? No. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I th yeah, that's right. Cornstarch. That's what it is. Cornstarch. If you like punch it, it punches back. Right. But if you like just sink your fingers into it, it goes right. Yeah. I don't influence. think I understand the connection between that and person. Okay, well, well, basically, um, I, I feel like you can get more information out of a person like that if you kind of lean into the crazy. H honey and vinegar? Yes. Okay, cool. You don't get that one. I get the oobleck, though. 
<laughs> is there Which any is reason very as brand. to what metaphors Jory actually knows? <laughs> Just like any real person. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, <clears throat> do you want to talk to one of these other groups, or yeah. you want to try and stick your head and see what's going on? Uh, well, definitely not around this lot. Or I'll, no. I'll, I'll either be burned at a stake, or they'll start praising me and i'm yeah, scared yeah. um i don't know what do you think should we talk to the other groups uh your call i mean you're the one that's going to be doing the at least the initial exploration i have a feeling okay well why don't we go have a chat with um with the one that's poking and prodding at things yeah sounds good is anybody um familiar with uh the mannerisms I have some small amount of experience. I haven't dealt with them often directly, but... Okay. And also, and she kind of pulls out her, her mentor's notes and, like, flips them open. I, I think that I could engage in a certain amount of conversation about the technical details they may be looking for. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, why don't we give that a shot? You make your way around to another side of the beanstalk, and you find a small encampment of Vargellan. They seem to have set up a, not like a workshop, but like a little research station. Like I said, all manner of different technological doodads and mm-hmm. ciphers and equipment meant to record and scan and things like that. Hmm. What's the best way to greet a Vargellan? <laughs> general interpersonal relations it's pretty similar to human okay. stuff really the, the the cultural difference ends up coming from the way that they view their body essentially yeah. they have very different views on gender they have very different views on how things whether technologically or biologically should be regarded that kind of stuff so in terms of just like talking to them you shouldn't have a problem Looking at the group, there's about five Vargellan, which in a largely human settlement is actually quite a few. They all seem to be working with some sort of device or taking notes. Is there any indication of like the, you know, the head of this research group or the person who's kind of in charge? There is one of them that's kind of like going around to the different stations and different people and having small conversation with them. And you can infer pretty easily this is the leader of the pack so to speak approach that one sure they have a kind of like a a collared jacket and a leather and 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 synth tunic and pants they do not have their like chest cavity viewable some some of them do some of them have like a just cut out in their shirt where you can see that (laughs) hand like rib cage scenario there chest window um (laughs) this this particular vargellan does not have that open it is covered over they are holding some sort of scanning device smallrin makes a conscious effort to walk like a normal person so that (laughs) she won't sneak up on them hold on (laughs) i know that you probably mean you're walking with a little more noise and 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 um, you're not trying to be stealthy, but I definitely imagine that Small Run just walks completely ridiculously any other time. Friends following at home, uh, this entire time Small Run has been walking like the uh, the Ministry of Funny Walks from yeah. the Monty, yeah, from the Monty exactly, Python sketch. Weirdly exactly quietest right, way to walk. Yeah. yeah. Oddly it's enough. Darndest thing. Yeah. It's incredible. You're able to place your feet incredibly 
softly, delicately. Anyway. You make it a point to walk with a heavier footstep and yes. not trying to uh, obscure the sound of any of your movement. I don't want to don't want to appear to be sneaking up on these people. And also, if we have trouble with them later, I don't want them to know that I'm essentially invisible. Yeah. I can I can turn invisible and walk so quietly they won't know I'm there. <laughs> have we have we determined whether or not it's just that Smallrun is very sneaky or that Nehemiah is spookable? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. No. Yes, and? The answer, yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> okay. You uh, walk up to uh, this Vargellan. They hear you coming, and they turn and regard you and say, Hello, can I help you? Hello. We're new here and are examining the structure. I was just curious as to what your interest in it is. We have a large interest in a lot of the past world things. You seem to be studying it quite differently from the people uh, around the corner. That's because they believe this to be some sort of religious site, and that is absolutely asinine. (laughs) (laughs) You've developed uh, other theories, then, I would imagine. Absolutely. What do you think it is? If we may inquire. Mm. We believe this to be some sort of uh, psychic amplification device. Ah, Mm. Yes, I could see that. I'm sure that all of you have heard the God's awful sound in your ears since you arrived here. Not so much in my ears, but yes, I know what you Well, mean. in your mind, if you want to call it that, and technically anything that you hear in your ears is also in your mind, but we're neither one nor the other, I guess. Hmm. Is there anything in particular you were looking to understand, or are you simply a tourist looking for the tour, because if that's the case, you'll need to go and talk to someone else. Well, I have a certain amount of interest in, if if you are correct, any psychic applications. That would be something. Quite something. They kind of reach down and, and pick up a book and flip through a couple of pages and say, anywhere within a good solid mile outside of city center... Not a single dangerous beast seems to come here. Mm. Mm-hmm. I believe that there is some sort of psionic barrier there, creating a blockade and causing them to not want to come here, mm. or to make it painful for them to do so. I haven't tested the painful theory, but I do believe that they avoid this place. Mm. I believe that comes from this tower. Mm. The locals call it the beanstalk, but again... It resembles nothing of plant life, so I have no idea why they've called it that. I mean, there's that old legend about it. If someone were ever to try climbing this, I would assure you they would probably die. Uh, I'm pretty sure that legend ends with that guy not coming back down, so that scans. Um, Very true. What do you make of the changes that have been going on? Or at least that's what the other group says, that things have been changing? The supposed words of this song have been changing recently, yes. Uh, there are so many things about the Numenera that we don't understand. Well, now that I agree with. Mm-hmm. In the time that it changes, all of the stones uh, stop, rotate in the same direction, and then return to their normal haphazard movement. Interesting. Hmm. It's happened twice now in the past few months. Any idea what's causing it? If we knew, we wouldn't be here. Well, that's true. We would move on to something else more interesting. So you don't have any interest in it so far as usefulness. You're just here for the sake of understanding it? 
in part. We do feel that there is use here, but it's not so much that we have a specific thing that we want to be putting this towards, but long-distance psychic communication, that's something that would be very useful. So long as these other idiots don't convince the entirety of this town that this is a religious site that needs to be revered and left alone. <clears throat> uh, w- there was a third group that was mentioned. Um, the artists? Yes, what, um, what did they do? They think that this is a, a cultural center. I see. Um, as far as the actual people that are gathered here, or is it more to do with the beanstalk specifically? The, um, the tower thing, sorry. I don't know what it is they do specifically, but they toddle around here and make drawings, and not even the technical kind of drawings that would be useful, uh, but they think that they can have some sort of connection to enlightenment by studying the artistic talent that whatever past people that made this put into the space. Oh, I see. Hmm. That's interesting. I would think that the architectural skill would be of more use than any aesthetic appreciation. They probably look at that, too. But again, it's all from a strange theoretical mindset and not something that was actually uh, looking at the purpose for anything. You know, this whole thing's like a weird sociology experiment. Is it? Yeah. Looking at the different people's reaction to the same stimuli. I hadn't considered that before. That's a possibility. Finger guns. At that point, they kind of, like, look at you giving finger guns and are just, like, give a strange nod, like, eyes on both sides of their head blinking. <laughs> Is that their version of finger guns? No. <laughs> it, was, it was a look of great. confusion. Uh, that's fine. Is there anything else I can help you with? Anything, questions that you had or information you wanted to give or look for? Actually, I did. Um, it seems like most people are trying to find a way to get inside. We would like to find a way inside. We think that there is far more usefulness on the interior of the structure than the exterior. However, we haven't been able to yet find a way. Not to mention that although the general populace here really doesn't care if people try, in fact, Donovan often suggests that people do and will encourage those who come in if they find interest in the site to take a shot at it. The stone cultists like to try and control everything that is involved with any sort of advanced directive concerning this place. Well, anything to maintain the verisimilitude of their religion, basically. So, um, yes, thank you. That's a lot of very good information. I think we've, uh, started to develop a very good picture of what's going on. Well, I can't see how that would be the case. You've done little to no studying. That's true. But, um, again, sociology. Humans are strange. That is true. No denying that. Well, ah. Thank you for your time. Of course. If you need anything else, we'll be here. Just don't bother us too much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Off we go. Mm Mm-hmm. Does anybody else feel like we just walked out of a trap? I mean, not really, not actually, but something about that felt, um... Off? Never mind, just a weird thought. Alright, um... 
I did have a thought while we were speaking to them, that if we do find a way inside and these stone cultists begin to bother us about it, we can just say that Jory, who we have already established, has feels a strong connection to this place, has been called by the gods inside who have become trapped and need to be let out. Ooh. If it comes to it. I would rather us not disrupt any weird cults. That's, just cause, that's, oh, that's, it, would, it would definitely lead to conflict, as I believe that their prophet would not like to give up power so easily. Oh, but certainly those not. those that follow him would probably at least consider the potion. If it comes to it. I think we should try and find a spot that is far away from both of these folks and have at it. Off to seclusion we go. Unless you guys wanted to talk to the artists. What do you reckon? I... I think we can speak with them after we've attempted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. They're artists. They're not important. <laughs> Watch, that's the one group we needed to talk to this whole time. They have important information that will keep us all from getting killed or accidentally destroying this thing. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it real quick. Let's have a fast conversation. I run over to the artists. <laughs> you bolt over. <laughs> there is a small group of, at this point, three of them. You, when you were looking out this morning, you did see a couple more. It seems they come and go as they please. Three of them all sitting in a circle, sketching some of them like the actual structure, some of them the stones and the faces therein. Very much like you would see young artists like replicating the masters kind of feel. Like they're trying to mm-hmm. learn from uh, the replication of previous artworks. You run up to them and you, you startle all of them because usually people aren't bolting up to their uh, creative space. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was going for a jog and just happened to see you and going for a jog. Uh, what, that's lovely what you're working on. Um, interpretations of the, uh, the the group over there and the, the things they're kind of hearing and seeing, is that it? We have absolutely no connection to whatever they're saying over there. Ah, yes. Did you just come from them? Uh, no, no, not directly. No. Sorry, who are you? I'm sorry, my name's Jory. Hello. Hello. It's nice to meet you. Um, I- I'm uh, I'm just curious about um, about the whole area. We're kind of new, as I point back to the other two, who are probably catching up with me. Um, and-, and we're just kind of trying to get an idea of what this thing is all about. So you seem to have a visual handle on it. It's a past world structure. Something that's a marvel of creation. A creation of the minds of the past, anyway. Hmm. So you don't believe this um, god thing? It's all a bunch of hullabaloo about nothing. In fact, the people over there in the yellow, are, I don't try to trust them. Trust them? Why not? You sound a little bit more skeptical than just simply they're kind of misled. Uh, my my sister talked to them a little while ago. Uh, my name's Mellowath, by the way. Oh, hi, Mellowath. Jory. My sister went to talk to them for a little while. I was interested in what they had to say. Part of their initiation process is... Uh, going out to Plepid Lake. Plepid Lake? Uh, it's a lake that's just a little bit farther out from here. Oh. A little bit farther west. Interesting. Yes. Taken out there and engaging in some sort of enlightenment ritual. With the lake? It's something about finding your inner peace and quiet in your mind so you can hear the true words of the stones. Mm. Anyway, she came back a fanatic. She um over there now. Yeah. She's right there. And points over to someone who's very intently listening to 
uh, the prophet. Her name's Arma. Oh, goodness. So, I'm sorry. It sounds like um, that's created quite a bit of uh, space between the two of you. That's one of the reasons I, I continue coming here. I'm here more often than a lot of the other artists. I just want to keep an eye on her. The drawing's nice, and it is something I have a passion for, but I worry for her. That's understandable. I wonder what this lake is all about. That's the first time we've heard of it. Well, they won't really talk about it until you decide that you want to, like, go all in. They don't want people heading out there. People can find it. It's not like it's hidden or anything, but they want to keep it from being a tourist attraction, I guess. Well, you two, I will do this thing for you, but please tie a rope around my waist and pull me if I get in too far. (laughs) Are you talking about an actual rope or a metaphysical one? Metaphorical one. I like that metaphor. I'm going to have to use that. (laughs) So what do you do in here? Oh, just exploring. Uh, This is quite the thing to see on the horizon, so we thought we'd investigate. Some people have heard about this place before and come here on purpose. Ah. That's not the lot of you? Nah. Not exactly. We were passing through on our way to something else entirely, and we saw this. Seemed worth checking out. What do you think of that words, the message in your head? It's weird if you get too close. It is fascinating. It's, uh, I don't like how it feels. It gets in there a little bit more than just hearing something. Exactly. Like, I I definitely am not hearing it, but I... But you are. But I hear it. Don't like that. I think that's why the folks over there think it's some sort of message from on high. I don't believe it, not one bit, but it is interesting. Um, well, it was very nice to talk to you. Uh, As well. I don't want to disrupt your artistry any longer. It's very nice, by the way. Thank you. I'm interested why you seem so focused on a two-dimensional representation. Are any of you sculptors? We have a few of them. They just aren't out here today. We're just forming a little society here. There aren't many places out in the beyond that are focused around artistic endeavors anymore. So figured that something like this, that was beautiful as it was, we could start here and start working our way out. Maybe creating a little bit more of a creative enterprise. Makes sense to me. It's a good balance to everything else. People seem to come here anyway. Maybe we get a little gallery going or something. I was going to ask if you sell. Not yet. I'd be interested, maybe, at some point. Well, if you end up uh, wanting to pay for something, I'm sure we could work out a trade or uh, something. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, Yeah, well, I suppose we'll stop back at some point. I think we're going to do a little bit more poking around. That didn't mean to come off as it did. (laughs) How did it come off? I don't know. I'm going to (laughs) go. Is she always this awkward? Yes. Yes. Good luck with that. Hasn't gotten us into too much trouble yet well enough so far. We'll leave you to it. Skipped away. <laughs> of course she did. I don't know any better way to, to exit a conversation. <laughs> uh, uh, literally melting through the floor? That oh, one. you haven't tried that mm, yet. No, I haven't. The problem is, does that work if you're not above another space? That's yeah, true. No, not it, really. gets, it gets sticky. I would turn into a graboid and just... I don't know if anybody gets that reference. Yes, I do. Oh, yay. Good. <laughs> why, why? Who would? Really? I love Tremors. I do. T- like, But like, why would not? It- okay. <laughs> I do not understand that reference. That's but the, that's the, the, the worms that are in the, the Tremors oh, okay. movie are called Graboids. Yep. 
<clears throat> All right, so you go around to the side that has like the seam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, it's almost kind of like a metal strip that goes up. It's clear that there's like a space between like where the ceramic stone stuff starts and the metal starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we've got two options. Mm-hmm. I can start with the singing, or I can start with the phasing. What do you reckon? Um. Perhaps the singing is the safer option. Sure. Yeah, there could be blades in the walls. I don't know. You're probably <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm assuming you'd also phase through the blades. Unless I didn't phase far enough. Um. Okay. Well, any reason to hesitate? Should nope. we just go, Molly? Have at it. <laughs> Look, I've just been watching you run around this whole time, and um, more power to the energy that you have here. That's all I have to say. Mm. I don't think I could ever match the amount of enthusiasm you have for your day-to-day life. <laughs> <laughs> Molly uh, is an excellent sport. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I will press my hands in gently and I'll lean in close and I'll just kind of start. I'll start off by like humming slightly okay. and then maybe start with the words and see gradually what happens more and more. Mm-hmm. The humming doesn't really do anything. You can hear it similarly on loop Mm -hmm. in your mind the way that you would have normally heard it in the atmosphere back in Lagam. Mm -hmm. And you hum along with it as it's kind of like playing in in your mind. Humming doesn't do anything. So you start singing. Do you sing with it, filling in the gaps? Because there are those kind of missing parts of it. Or do you sing a different verse? Because you have three options at this point. Um, I think what I'll do is I'll start at the beginning. Okay. And just go from there. And then once I reach this, I will, of course, be feeling in the gaps. You sing this back. The first verse doesn't do much. You feel like you're on the right track, if mm. that makes sense. I, do the, are the stones doing anything? As I The stones sing? are not. Okay, no. I'm kind of keeping an eye on mm-hmm. mm-hmm. as well. Sing the second verse, again, nothing. When you get to the third verse and you start filling in the gaps, that's when things start happening. The seam uh, where that metal is, a piece of synth kind of pops out flat, kind of like along that strip of metal, turns on its side so it's parallel to the ground, and then folds open, revealing almost like a little divoted area. I'm also keeping an ear out mm-hmm. just in case anything that Jory does has an effect elsewhere on the. Just mm-hmm. to, like making sure that I don't hear any like cries of of disbelief or like excitement. In that exact moment, as Jory's singing the other verses, nothing. But the moment that pops out and flips open, the stones stop. They grind to a halt, and you hear like exclamations of surprise and fear, maybe awe, as you assume at least a handful of people who are watching, probably the Stone Cult, also probably the Vargellan out of just sheer interest and even mm-hmm. probably onlookers, because that's not happened before without the song changing. Change. Right. And you hear footsteps, like people are starting to run and figure out, like, just look around, see what's happening. So this thing that popped out, does it look like um, it's kind of asking yes. for something? Well, I'll touch it, I guess, just to see if anything happens. Then. Nothing happens with your hand. I don't remember where I got this thing. I have a humming convergence ring. Ooh. 
you do have that. Where can you please remind me where that? Yeah, came that from? was on Molly's best friend Gart. Mm. Gotcha. Um, and when you run your finger along it, it gives off like a low frequency humming. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I'll try that with this. Just to see yeah, that. Put, I, I take the ring. I put it in the divot. Okay. It glows a very faint blue, mm-hmm. but nothing happens. Hmm. I I would like to try reaching a finger out and just running it around the edge of the ring as it sits in the disc. No response. Nothing different happens there. If anyone wants to roll something, you can, or we can yeah. just continue to try yeah. figuring it out. I do have that mystery eye to my gut, and I'm wondering if it's not that. Um. Oh, oh dear. You could. Zan just made a face. Yeah, you can certainly try. I have the the weird beam lens drill thinger mm-hmm. as it is on my sheet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, difficulty six. It's going to be understanding Numenera. Understand. I've got salvaging. I'm at least not at a disadvantage. I'll give you salvaging too because of what I know it's asking for. Uh, I think I know what just happened to us. That's a Uh-oh. fail. That's a GM, GM intrusion. That one. You guys are standing here trying to figure out exactly what it is you could possibly put in here, and those footsteps grow closer and closer, and reeling around the corner is that broad-shouldered man, their prophet Zarian. What have you done? What have you done to the stones? Who are you? The stones have spoken to our friend. (laughs) Apparently it's my turn to do this one. That's fine. Do it. Do not approach them as they attempt... To speak with them in return. I'm gesticulating wildly. <laughs> and very as I, I go, I move to approach and I just kind of over my shoulder, figure this out. <laughs> try. Good, good, good. I, I'm going to uh, pull out my notes and with kind of a deferential posture approach Jory with my, my mentor's notes and just start calmly but quickly flipping through to see if there's anything I can good, good, find. Good. I need you to make me a deceit roll, level four. Okay. This is a social interaction, so I am trained. You are trained. I will go ahead and spend for edge to take this down to a three. And actually, it'll take it down to a two because you have smile and a word. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So that takes it down to a two. Yes. So I will go ahead. Well, no, because you're trained. Mm -hmm. You're using effort. And you get an extra level from Smile Wars, so it takes it down to a one. So you just need to roll a three or better. That's a natural <gasps> 20. Okay, all right. Zarian doesn't know how to react. It, you get the sense from his face that no one has ever claimed to be what he is. Never come in and claimed that they also have a connection to the stones and to this structure. So he falters for a, a brief second and takes physically takes a step back, kind of confused, trying to recollect his thoughts. Do you have a thought on the major effect? I want to essentially create, like, with the, these words and with his stance, I want to create, like, effectively, like, a protective, not like a literal one, but like a bubble around mm-hmm. these two so that they have the space to think essentially giving them an asset. It's like, okay, now you have space. Now nobody is coming to bother you. You can take a minute. Okay. Although an imposing figure, for whatever reason, Zarian just, like, looks at you, <laughs> sees that there's not going to be any getting by you and that you mean what you say and that yeah. 
you are not going to give ground in this scenario. So he does kind of step back, kind of glaring at you, and then turns to the other people who followed him, rushing around the base of this structure, mm-hmm. and says, Look on as the others interact with the stones. Do not trust what their words say, but learn from their actions. He's trying to maintain power with the people mm-hmm. and that he has right now. He instructs people to stay away, but watch. Gotcha. While we're dealing with this, I would like to take the opportunity to make a player intrusion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spend that XP. Awesome. I So I will spend an XP. I have something that is called Inspirational Recall. Mm. Um, you recall an important detail from a previous encounter, perhaps something you don't even remember noticing at the time, that suggests a successful course of action for your current situation. Beautiful. Which part of the situation would you like a successful course on? I would like us to figure out what this divot is asking for. Oh, sure. Very similar to the interactive wall that you found previously. It doesn't really matter the use of the thing that you put in, but the power level. It turned blue. You put what is essentially an oddity in here. Uh, If you put a cipher or an artifact in, you might get a different response. Interesting. It's not necessarily about the fact that it's sound-related, but more about how powerful the thing you put in is. Gotcha. Essentially, you're putting a battery in to mm. be able to open this up. Well, I think I've got this one. I haven't used it yet. I've been holding on to it, so I think I'm going to just do it. Okay. I will put in my magnetic attack drill. All right. Ooh. Would you like to know what level it is? I do, yes. That's a cipher, correct? Yes. All right, what level? Eight. Good. You remember that, Smallrin. What exactly do you say to Jory to get her to put that in the slot? So I, again, I'm kind of deferentially looking through my book, like trying to, through my pose, give the impression that Jory is definitely the one in charge here. But yeah, I kind of like slide up next to her, point to the page, and just say, it doesn't matter what you put in as long as it's powerful. The most powerful thing we can spare. It's the same as that wall in the forest. Do me a favor, mm-hmm. would you? And kind of, sorry, place yourself in between me and the crowd, because as I pull out, like, a weapon, <laughs> I don't want them to think this is a violent thing, so let's just be magicians about it, shall we? <laughs> Sounds good to me. As this is happening, more crowd has been joined. The Vargellan have come around the corner. The artists have taken note. They're not being violent about it. They're much more interested than mm-hmm. anything else. But yeah, to the best of my ability, I use my body, the giant notebook I'm holding, and do my best to shield from their view exactly what it is Jory has pulled out of her coat. You take the magnetic attack drill out, and you set it into the slot, and this time it turns purple. And the piece that folded out rounds out and kind of envelops it in a bubble, and you hear a sound that almost sounds like liquid, and a very acrid smell permeates the area, and then it opens back up, and there is nothing there any longer. Uh-huh. And as it does, it then folds back up, retreats back into that metal seam, and from the ground below, almost like a membrane-type portal, kind of rises up from the ground in front of you, and there's this kind of wobbling membrane of a portal. And there is just like an active 
hush and then exclamations from the crowd. Everyone is talking at once. You know, Zarian is trying to keep his people calm, trying to maintain control over them. The Vargellan are talking very excitedly to each other about the fact that someone's finally been able to open this and what kind of technological advancements they bring in order to make that happen. The artists are talking about the color and the shape and the texture about what's happening here and about what, what choices that might have been and why the people who made this did that. Everyone's talking about something simultaneously. But the energy from the crowd is starting to become pressing. Okay, I'm going to say, let's the four of us get in there right now, yeah? And right, hopefully... but we have no way of shutting it behind us. You know they're going to follow. I like to bet. I can stay out. Don't stay out. We're probably going to need you in there. The last place we had was very dangerous. Maybe we can close it once we're inside. We don't know that. I, I think that perhaps go back to the prophet. Mm. Tell him that... The gods inside don't want to risk his congregation mm. and have invited us in because they believe we can help them. There is something wrong inside and we need to go fix it before anyone else can enter. If you tell the prophet this, I think that he may help with keeping others from following us in. I'll do that. That's a good call. I'll approach Zarian. Zarian. Yes. My name is Nehemiah. My companions have succeeded in their task. We have been called to enter the temple and treat with the gods. We have been called in. It is a dangerous place. I would ask that you and yours stay out. Do what you can. Do not cause violence, but do what you can to keep others from entering as well. Until, At least until we return and can impart with what's going on. He scowls at you. Who are the lot of you to be called into the gods? Those who have been to other temples of the gods. Which temples? That's None other exist like this. Because you are looking for the same thing. Do not be so blind. It's larger than you could possibly imagine. Don't make me tell your followers that. Be the one that carries that message, or you will lose them. This is from the gods. Yeah. I want that to, <laughs> I want that to be an intimidation roll right there. All right. Difficulty? Four. Okay. I'll go ahead and spend that effort. So that'll take it down to a two. Yep. And I am trained. Yep. 12. Success. His stance does not falter, but you see recognition in his face. This is a person who wants to maintain control over his congregation, Mm -hmm. even if that means lying to them. Yes. And whether or not he believes you in this moment, you're not sure. But that doesn't matter. He's going to go back and try and maintain his position as a prophet here, because if he loses face in front of them, that's going to be a problem. Yes. So he looks at him and says, treat with the gods then and turns on a heel and walks back to his people making broad gestures and telling them that uh, a new prophet has arrived to work in conjunction with him and the gods have called her forward before i head in um, i will also head over to uh, vina as well the vargellan i actually don't think i mentioned their name but oh yeah i did put it in the roll 20 so yes their name is vina vina you've had success we have well done thank you we're uh, going to head on in. I would advise 
y'all try not to follow in after us, at least for the time being. We don't know what kind of dangers are in there. We're going to stick our heads in, see what's going on, and uh, we'll let you know what's going on afterwards. We're researchers before anything else. If you want to go in and take care of whatever dangers and scout ahead, please feel free. We would be interested in entering at some point, but at this moment in time, mm. we have no issue with you being a vanguard. Excellent. Yeah, we'll see what's going on. Um, we told the folk. Over the cultists. That, the cultists. They won't call themselves that, but that is what they are. I think I've got them maintained for right now. But best keep your distance. For the sake of technological advancement, if you need us to intervene, we could be persuaded to do so. If it comes to it. Let us know. Will do. All right. Nehemiah, the <laughs> gods of Stone Voice are calling us. <laughs> yes, my prophet. <laughs> Joy, yes, dear. George is very happy to be facing <laughs> away from the crowd. Oh, my <laughs> God. Smallrin starts humming something under her breath, and no one here knows what it is, but out of character, she's humming. <laughs> here, here I go, go again! again. <laughs> How does this keep happening? And you all enter through the membrane. Warp. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening to episode 52 of Imprinted Echoes. As always, if you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website at imprintedechoes.com. On that website, you'll find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store, all of the other podcasts in our wonderful network, and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I'd love to thank our patrons Roger, Duval, and Chuck for their support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about our show. Of course, you can find our hosts on Twitter as well, myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And be sure to follow our network, Ghostlight Media, at GLM Pods. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll come back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then... May your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zane Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenlee. This episode edited by Zane Campbell-Johannes. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.